This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, it's 2020 and we've been watching a lot of movies and TV. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Welcome everyone once again to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. This is episode 120 somehow. Uh, My name is Brian and this week my friends Chris and Eric will be joining me for our 2020 Fresh Shit Stravaganza show. We usually take a couple weeks off in December and that means we start piling up all kinds of stuff we've been watching, especially because we usually take time off from work also. So yeah, we've got a lot and we're not even going to get through half of it, but in this show... Full spoilers for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. We're also going to talk Preacher, Rick and Morty Season 4, The Witcher, the NHL Winter Classic, Jack Ryan, uh, Six Underground, Cats, the SpongeBob Musical, and Uncut Gems. We've got a ton to talk about, so let's just quit dilly-dallying and get right to the show. Breathe in and relax. With Magnificently Huge. Happy New Year! We're back, everybody! Boom! <laughs> wait, wait, what? I missed the first part. Can you say it again? Oh, wait. Breathe in no. and relax <laughs> with wow. Magnificently Huge. Happy uh, New Year's to you, fellas. It feels like uh, like at least two or three weeks since we've chatted. It, it's been like three weeks since we recorded. Yeah. Really? Mm. That's yeah. That's that long? Before we... Before we we recorded on the 19th of December. It's crazy. Um, last, because that was the day uh, before I went to see Star Wars. Oh, right. And right, it right, is now right, January right. 5th when we're recording this. So yeah. Yeah. We've all, like, taken time off and stuff. Yeah, we took a hiatus. And as a tradition now, since this is the second year in a row, this is just a show about all the fresh shit that we did while we weren't talking to each other. The first show in the year that's so 20, they had to name it twice. <laughs> It's the, the hindsight. It's our year. annual shit show, everybody. Um, I'll, I'll warn ahead of time. There exists at least the possibility that I'll go on so long that this will get turned into two shows. We'll find out. Don't know. Yeah. But, you know. I like the fact that Brian, the man who edits the show, is concerned about going over. It's- <laughs> no, I'm concerned about having to edit a two hour long fresh shit extravaganza show in one week. Oh, well. Yeah. Maybe you should <laughs> have find done some so clips. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have done so much. <laughs> Well, all right. Everybody feeling spry? Feeling good? Good New Year? Feeling good and spry. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I learned over the last two weeks that I need far more sleep every night than I'm getting, but that would mean I'd have to go to bed at like 7 p.m. every night, which isn't going to happen. <laughs> You're such an adult. Uh, that's, why, that's why I got into that sleep tracking with my, my Apple Watch. I, oh, like, I right. like knowing that I'm getting enough sleep. Uh, I just, yeah, I've given up because I have an asshole for a cat that doesn't give a shit what time I go to bed. He's still going to wake me up whenever he wants. So, yeah. You you keep saying asshole cat, and it's redundant. Yeah, well, yeah, he's particularly an asshole. Uh, I've got a dog that's got, uh, uh, like, health issues at the moment, and so in the middle of the night, if he needs to pee or poop, he goes to get out of bed, but on my side, so he walks on my head. And so I'm like, oh, time to let the dog out. Yeah. It's it's weird kind of 
understanding right. we I, have. I do have one question related to that. Uh, who let the dogs out? <laughs> who <laughs> no, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> you <just> suck. <laughs> So welcome everybody. This is our annual show where we have so many new things to talk about. The entire show is nothing but fresh the fresh shit. This shit is fresh. Did we do a special bump for the new year? Or no. no? Okay. No, we didn't. But we are gonna <laughs> probably new. have the spoiler bump coming up here in a minute. Okay. Uh, do you want? That's the elephant in the room. Do you want to just get it over with? Yes. Okay. Let's let let's give them what they came for. Okay. So, Eric, uh, have you seen Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker? Of course not. Okay. Do you care <laughs> if we Do you talk care if we about spoil it? it? Uh, no, no, I don't. Great. This shit is spoiled. What do you mean? Spoilers. Unless the spoiler is they like went full meta and like walked outside of the universe and went straight up to J.J. Abrams and said, you don't know how to tell a story. All you they, do is give us visual. Of, Eric, they you kind of it. did that. Yeah, you nailed it, Eric. I guess we <laughs> oh don't have to God. talk about it now. Yeah. No, I think we should talk about it because uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you were enthused about it, Brian, but uh, I was hesitant to go in because I just didn't care. But I thought, by I gum. the same problem. Yeah, I thought, by <laughs> gum. I've All- seen every one of these in the theater except Han Solo movie because that doesn't count. And I figured, what the hell? And it was well. Here, ugh. here's the thing. I want to give credit credit to the marketing department at Disney because they did a very good job of accurately representing how dumb this movie was going to be before <laughs> I went in. Yeah. Uh, I would like to say also, Brian. Uh, props to you. Kudos to you because you totally called the Rise Up Force Army ghost thing. Uh, to defeat Palpatine, you you called uh, yeah. it. You called it, and I'm so Sorta. shocked. So yeah, <laughs> it's not really what I thought it would be. It was it was close it enough. Was, yeah, close enough. I thought it was just going to be Anakin. Yeah, was it like the end uh, of the Lord of the Rings trilogy when like all the dead soldiers came running out of the mountain? No, no. it's just no. their voices in the surround speakers. Yeah, They've oh, got, their like, voices every... attacked yeah. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, <laughs> well, kind you're of. a very bad yeah. person. Well, ah! well, here's the thing. It it. I'll just say this. It's it's lazy screenwriting at the highest level because the whole thing, which is supposed to tie up this whole nine movie arc, Skywalker saga, whatever, that George Lucas started back in 1977, uh, it basically amounts to, hey, here's the paragraphs that don't make any sense because there's no context whatsoever. We've totally ignored everything that happened in the previous movie because all the fanboys got pissy and hurt. And now we're just going to go on a mag- mas- like a magical goo hunt that's not going to have any bearing on anything. Mm. The, the uh, goo hunt gets undone yeah. during the movie. The whole first half of this movie has no bearing on the plot of the movie it yeah. takes place in. It's, it's so fucking annoying. Yeah, it's like here's, um, everything is, it sort of plays uh, like a, a video game level. It, it is totally a video game yeah, plot. It's like, yeah, we get to this level, we get to this, and then Palpatine is like the big boss at the end. One thing I did hear about that that, that really upset me is that uh, uh, Rose, the character played by a Vietnamese actress in the last movie who got, like, just yeah. shit-smeared yeah. W- uh, with, with yeah. racist tweets and stuff afterwards, 
isn't in this movie as if they said okay we're we're letting down all our racist fans let's well, get rid no, of no she's, she's she's in the movie she's just bare, sidelined yeah, she's she's stuck it. back on the right. on the rebel base yeah. and they established a relationship between her and yeah no that's all gone yeah yeah, yeah they, eric let me Ugh. tell you this they just completely abandoned every interesting thing that ryan johnson set up in the last <laughs> jedi Again, because I think so many people got butt hurt because it wasn't their Star Wars, and so now okay. we're back to so, just traditional whiz bang pow. Isn't as fun. Uh, it's bullshit. <laughs> so here's the thing: fear is the path to the dark side. Yeah, right. Fear leads to hate, and blah blah blah. Dude, the whole motivation behind this movie is fear of the audience. Yeah. The, and it just it drips off the screen. It's like, okay, fanboys, uh, does this make you happy? How about yeah. this? What if what if we give Chewie a medal? <laughs> There's no reason he got a medal. He didn't do anything to earn a medal. The person who gave him a medal had no nothing to do with the movie where he didn't get a medal. But but Chewie got a medal. Everybody, clap! Wait, that's your takeaway? I love the fact uh, that that uh, when you get uh, the big reveal. Okay, Eric, here's the scene. Uh, Chewie gets uh, captured by the stormtroopers. And the, these almost the best yeah. thing that happens in the yeah movie. yeah and it's like the Knights of Ren which are Kylo Ren's like shock troopers uh, mm. and they wear masks and they're basically just a gang of uh, troublemakers uh, so they capture Chewie on this planet as they're trying to make their escape and then Kylo Ren and Rey have their first big showdown in this movie uh, and then the transport with Chewie is going off to the destroyer and Ray finds out she's got these really strong force powers. So she's holding the ship there. And then Ray a call back to a video game, believe it or not. I believe Fanboys it. I believe be it. Praised. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, Kylo Ren comes in to try and like thwart her. And then like these weird lightning bolts, like Palpatine had in the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, shoot out of her fingers and blow the transport up. So suddenly Chewie is, oh my God, dead. Like Ray accidentally yeah. kills Chewie. <laughs> and I'm like, that is the most amazing thing I've seen in this entire I fucking was, series. It's like, holy I was shit. Really, that, that's where the movie got my attention. I'm like, oh shit, they're going to do some unexpected, exciting, yeah. dramatic things. Nope, no. Nope. Two shots later, Chewie's still alive, everybody calm down. Yeah. There he is. They just there put him on a different, he was on a different ship. Oh. You didn't see the ship. It never <laughs> so, landed. Uh, but so, Chewie's not dead. Yeah, so that's the thing is every time they do something interesting, uh, then they totally reverse it. In a, uh, there are no stakes. Yeah, there's a totally ass-backwards reveal like two scenes later that just totally undercuts everything that made that first reveal I, so amazing. See, you just telling me that I want to take a nap. Yeah. I just... Yeah, because here's the you other. Know, like, I C-3PO do wonder why gets his memory wiped in a heroic sacrifice. Yeah. except R2 no, he doesn't. R two has backups, so oh, <laughs> so then he's there. And then General Hux, the the big bad, apart from Kylo Ren in the first two of these, uh, basically turns out to be the mole that's feeding the rebellion information. And then when they do that big reveal, and everybody's like, "What? Oh my god!" And then at the end, he says, I don't care if you win or not. I just want to see Kylo Ren lose. That's his entire motivation. I'm like, this movie is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. So if you read the interviews with J.J. Abrams, he talks about their writing process, which is literally they had a big whiteboard, and they're like, what stuff we want to see? And that's oh, how the movie is yeah. is structured it's in that awful. it isn't structured. It's just a bunch of shit he wanted to see that has no bearing on anything. So in order, check it out. The first half of this movie, it, first of all, the first words of the crawl, the dead speak. Okay. 
We are not going to explain to you how Emperor Palpatine came back. Nope. Okay, he's just back. Also, he's broadcasting throughout the galaxy because the guy who's the master manipulator who hides behind the shadows, and by the way, that is part of the plot of this movie that supposedly he has been doing that, you know, it's really in character for him to just get out a big galactic megaphone and go, yo, bitches, I'm back. (laughs) Yeah, it's just so stupid. Which apparently only happened in Fortnite. That happened in the video game Fortnite. <laughs> nice. They played the Emperor, whatever the fuck he said, <laughs> so, and yeah. not in the movie. Yeah. But the dead speak, no explanation given other than they pull a line from episode three, <sighs> yeah. the dark side, unnatural powers. So okay, then, yeah, great. so then they got to find this goo god to get him to the hidden Sith planet. No, they have to find three fucking MacGuffins, whatever right? Whatever it they is. Have, they have to yeah. find the Chaos Emeralds. Or, no, they have to find <laughs> so, the thing that leads oh, them to the- Oh, my head hurts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They lose all the MacGuffins, and then they just steal Cairo Wrens instead. Yeah. Oh. So right. none of that matters yeah. wow. at all. And then uh, when you get to the hidden Sith planet, oh my, finally, there's, more. there's a like like a whole oh, yeah. fa- like a thousand strong armada of destroyers that all have Death Star powered cannons on the yeah. ships but, now, and but they can't leave the atmosphere yeah. of this weird ass planet without one single homing beacon uh, projecting the thing. So that becomes the it, the final battle. That one of them in a different scene had apparently <laughs> yeah. left the atmosphere and went and blew up a planet with yeah. store destroyers care. or Death Stars. Yeah. But here's oh, no. the yeah. But this is what made me laugh about about care. this is when they cut to that Sith planet and you see all of those thousands of destroyers. Uh, it look. Do you remember that episode of Doctor Who when they brought back the Daleks? And it was like the big giant prelude to the time war. And so it's just Daleks everywhere flying through. That's what it reminded me of because the way they had it set up. And then you cut to Palpatine. I'm like, holy shit, he's Davos. I'm like, what the fuck? Like they to- yeah, they totally ripped uh, off Doctor where, Who. Where did they get crews for these Star Destroyers? <laughs> just thousands they of Star Destroyers it. fully crewed by humans. <laughs> yeah. Where were they? Yeah, none of, huh? it, none of it makes a lick of sense. And then at the very end- And you know that, that, that what was the first one in this recent trilogy? Uh, the, the Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. And uh, what's the name of the stormtrooper, the black guy? Uh, Finn. Finn. Uh, because they- this whole time, we thought that stormtroopers were like automatons, or yeah. you know, they were grown in Clones a vat, or whatever. Yeah, and now, but because of him, we now know these are all actual human beings with like you know yeah. actual yeah. 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 So so basically, it's crewed with like hundreds of thousands of you know young men and women who just have to die because yeah. they're on the in the basically. wrong place at the wrong time. Well, f- I really kind of wish they had finished this whole thing with. Hey, uh, I've got a, an anti midi chlorian spray. What? Oh, yeah, here, here. Yeah. <laughs> sit, 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 sit. You know? Oh, oh, wow, the shit don't work no more. Yeah. Okay, let's put him in jail. It We're wouldn't, done. wouldn't have been any dumber than what happened in the real movie, I tell oh, you. Oh, well, first of all, why is it ex- exciting that the dead speak? The, the Force ghosts have been talking from beyond the grave since yeah. the first movie, right? Uh, like, that's that's just kind of what the dead do in Star Wars. They speak to you. Yeah. Um, it's just dumb, but basically they, they don't give Kylo Ren anything to do. Uh, oh no, he's the only one with an arc. Well, they close his arc, but they don't give him anything interesting to do this entire movie. Uh, then, oh, he has to rebuild his mask so he can take it back off. Yeah, and or then something, and then the big reveal at the end where they're basically in the wreckage of the second Death Star from Return of the Jedi. Uh, 
is that the clever hiding place of one of the yeah. Emperor's MacGuffins that Luke Skywalker <laughs> yeah. never bothered to check when he was looking for yeah. them. And then you find it was out the Emperor's fucking throne room yeah. from Return of the Jedi. And then you find out that Jesus that Rey is the granddaughter of Palpatine and she's supposed to fulfill the Sith blah 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 to become the Empress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so let's let's break that down a second. Okay. So let's think about the prequels now. Palpatine, okay? Palpatine is the emperor and Anakin is his young apprentice who's maybe what 20 30 years younger than him yeah. easily easily okay so Kylo is Anakin's grandchild right yeah and Rey who is visibly younger than Kylo is Palpatine's grandchild mm-hmm so I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, yeah. what this means that what this pretty much has to mean is that Palpatine had to knock somebody up after he was all gross and disfigured. No, he did it with the, the Emperor fucks everybody. He did it with the force. You know he did. <laughs> well, yeah, he's like the force. It's, it's the, not Yeah. It's kind of gross, but you know, there there's a rape joke in there, but yeah, he used force. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, the ru- the the very end. Oh yeah, that's so much worse than what's been <laughs> no, going on here for the last it, ten it, minutes. It actually ties in thematically with the end of the movie. We're going to get there. Yeah. Oh no. So then you get to the end of the movie. Blah blah blah. The the good guys win. Uh, and then the very last shot uh, is Ray is now. Oh wait. oh wait. What did you? What did you want to talk well, about? This was the part. Okay. So Kylo's arc as he turns. Right, yeah. Kylo become decides to ditch the mantle of Kylo Ren and be Ben Solo because he has a vision of Harrison Ford <laughs> as Han Solo, yeah. the non Force Ghost. Just why is he there? There's no explanation. Maybe it's just all in his head. Yeah. Maybe it's horse shit. I don't know. <laughs> he, um, he crazy. That's what it is. But, <laughs> but he he decides to abandon that because he is. Uh, first of all, he's mortally wounded by Ray in a lightsaber battle, who then uses the power of healing because now the Force gives you Wolverine powers yeah. <laughs> um, to set to to have mercy on him, uh, and then she steals all his shit, and then he sees his dad, presumably because Carrie Fisher is dead. Yeah. Um, and changes his mind, and now he's gonna partner up with Ray, and there's this big fight in the Emperor's ridiculous lair um oh oh and should i mention and unfortunately this does come from the last jedi but it was stupid then and it's much stupider now ray and kylo can pass physical objects between each other via the force yeah instantaneously just zip. now ray has handed kylo a lightsaber yeah hmm. wah wah because that's now a thing the force can yeah. do so now the force can make you wolverine and can teleport shit yeah Anyway, um, I, that, that's the well, end of the movie, but, but, right? But 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 no, Kylo. <laughs> I'm already bored here's now. Thing, here's the thing uh, I wanted to get to that ties in thematically with with, with Eric's thing. <laughs> At the end, <laughs> Ray is Ray is dropping dead because she's exhausted from from melting the Emperor's face off, a la Raiders of the Lost Ark, with the voices of everybody who ever played a Jedi yeah. in the soundtrack, and. Kylo um saves her and then she um like she's takes dying a in his dump arms. on his chest. She doesn't kind take of. a dump on his chest. <laughs> yeah, it's a clear yeah. finish. Yeah, it, it ends with a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> he, You're right, Eric. He, <laughs> 
He I knew the healing I power. Called it. I said they're, they're, she's going to take a dump on his chest in the final one. <laughs> he uses the healing power of the Force to bring her back to life, and then they kiss, and then he dies. Yeah. So, okay, so many things to unpack here. Number one, this completely robs Ray of all of the agency of her character in that her whole deal now is your emo boyfriend will literally die for you, and it doesn't matter that he's been stalking you across the galaxy for three movies. It doesn't matter that he mind-raped you two movies ago. It doesn't matter that he's slaughtered millions. He just needs the power of your love, <laughs> at, which is just shit. Yeah. Well, um, why does he but, deserve a redemption? Let me ask you that. Why does Kylo doesn't, Ren deserve? He yeah, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't earn doesn't, it. He doesn't. And and the way that this happens invalidates the entire story of Darth Vader. The whole fucking prequel trilogy was about how Anakin had to turn to the dark side in order to have the power to defeat death and keep his loved ones alive. Uh, Therefore, he has to be Darth Vader. You can sense that except, Brian feels no. feels a lot about this. Brian has a lot <laughs> yeah. of feels about this you movie. You fucked up I'm, now, JJ. You pissed I'm, off Brian here. Did he watch any Star Wars no, of course before not. he made this movie? <laughs> Uh, I vote we just wind this down because the movie's just not worth okay, the effort. So now, but so we, now the end, the, the end of the movie. Yeah, the very end of the supposed Skywalker decatrocalagalagali, whatever they're going to call it. Uh, Ray on Tatooine, she goes to the like the water farm that started it all with Luke and buries. Because you do, and she buries uh, Luke's lightsaber, and also Leia had a lightsaber because for some reason Leia is now a Jedi in this one as well, training her. Yeah. Um, and then at, thing. at the very end, an old woman just appears out of nowhere in the desert and says, this place has been abandoned forever. Who are you? And she says, I'm Ray. She says, Ray who? And there's this pregnant pause. And then she just goes, Skywalker. And then cue the music. So basically, she just co-opted uh, the Skywalker name. For some reason. Which is also stupid. <laughs> it's like, it, what the fuck? It ra- it ta- again, it takes away her agency. Yeah. The whole deal is she shouldn't have to be beholden to a bloodline. That was what Ryan Johnson was trying to say. Yeah. That's even what she's trying to say by choosing Skywalker by not being beholden to the Palpatine bloodline. But it'd be more powerful if she either just said, oh, just Ray. <laughs> oh, my or, God. <laughs> so that weird. sentence was full of so many words that make my head yeah. hurt. So, uh, so uh, at this... How many stars would you give it out of five, Brian? Uh, out of five, yeah. one and a half. Yeah, I, I started I, at two stars, and it's gotten worse for I me. I think you're generous. I really do, because this uh, is the laziest thing I've seen in forever, and we'll just leave it at it, that. It's just a big... It, it's, it's, it's all pacing and no story there's no pauses for yeah. anything it's john williams does great work yeah i mean the music's good all i will say is the rise of skywalker's all hat and no cattle yeah it uh what a shitty ending yeah so uh, thanks I, it was my original review was <laughs> the the last jedi was a great ending to the star wars saga yeah there you go that that's my i'm gonna stick with that and scene so i think yeah. we should kick it over to eric now because he's uh, uh, played along yet nicely now that i'm all punchy yeah you know, I, I, well <laughs> <laughs> fuck okay yeah absorb it digest it get back to it well i, f- I feel bad for you guys that yeah your fresh shit was that when mine was season four of preacher 
which oh, is the okay. best okay. season so f- since the first at least. Really, it is fucking good. I, 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 I we we had to go back and rewatch like the final episode uh, of season three because, frankly, it it just takes off running so fast and there is no previously on. Yeah, and so we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right, that one's a vampire. Oh, yeah, that's right, that happened. Okay, okay, good, we're go, and we watch. <laughs> it is just fucking nuts. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Uh, how, do, how does I, I, uh, how does Hitler play out in this one? Hitler takes over hell. Okay, and he he's walking around in his uh, his Hitlery leather jacket and being very Hitler, and it's fucking awesome. And Jesse <laughs> has the uh, uh, Genesis power, and he's using it, and it's. Awesome! It's like there's okay, no wait. You're criticizing my Star Wars geekness. I'm just listening to, listening to you going. Hitler's got his Hitler jacket, and Jesse has the Genesis power. I have never watched Priester. I don't know any of mm-hmm. <laughs> this. Yeah. Just sounds I, like nonsense. I guarantee you, Brian, is the middle ground here. What Eric is saying is way cooler than whatever we just talked about. Cool. Thank <laughs> yes, you. Keep yes. going. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. It's 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 full tilt. It is the bloodiest. Uh, thing I've ever seen. I mean, there's there's limbs all over this. Thing. Nice. There's a woman who gets crushed by a door and doesn't completely die. So it's just like this squashed uh, 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 torso and a head going. It's okay. Just find the button. Yeah, it's it's really. <laughs> It's fucking great. Uh, well, that's as a person oh, oh, who has never watched Preacher. Yeah. Can you tell me what is the Genesis power? Okay, like, what is even the so setting there, of this show? What the fuck is going on? Here comes. All right, so it's uh, a power comes to Earth looking for a host, uh, and it it destroys all these people, all these religious figures trying to find the right one, and it finally finds it in a preacher in Texas, and this power m- gives you a voice. That when you tell somebody to do something, they do it. Yeah. Whoever it's, you tell it to, okay. whatever you tell That's them cool. to do, they have to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the voice and, of God kind of a thing. Right. God, and the reason it, it, this this power is unleashed is God has left heaven. He's just had enough. He just wants to go, like, you know, have a good time. Just, 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 he buggered off. And so now heaven is empty. No one is watching anything. And hell is like, oh, all right, we get to move. And... So it's like the beginning of the end times, but it isn't because there's no God. <laughs> and and so like all the angels want to find God so they yeah. can get on with the plan. All the demons want to, you know, I guess get as many people as they can. And Jesse is just pissed. So he wants to beat God up. Yeah. And, and that's and, and he's running around with uh, his 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 bank robber ex-girlfriend and a a a drug addicted vampire <laughs> as they they cor- they they just carouse around the world. I mean the, yeah. the first season was just in Texas and just just so they could have ended it really. It was so good. But they didn't and they went on to New Orleans and from there they sort of went around the country. But this one they're at uh the Masada, which is a an ancient um fortress in israel uh where the the knights templar or the, the you know whatever they are called now are sort of holed up and it's this army of god they dress in all white with red trim and they're just they're just bonkers they're led by a german guy who is bald and angry and sadistic and hilarious 
And this is set in the 40s, I guess, because Hitler? Oh, no. No, no. no. Right now. Hitler's in hell. Hitler's dead. Hitler was in hell. Uh, Another character got sent to hell, met Hitler. They both broke out of hell. Uh, They both got sent back to hell. Uh, The devil got murdered in season three. Uh, and so Hitler just said, well, empty desk, and he took where, over hell. Where does the devil go when he's murdered? Y- they don't say. Hmm, okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, I uh, can't, I'm, yeah. like, everything well, I've just, I've said so far is, like, uh, it doesn't even scratch the surface. No. It is like, All- it is like if Neil Gaiman and, um. Terry Pratchett. <sighs> no, I'm no. trying to think of, like, no. Like like uh, someone with a great sense of humor, <laughs> but someone with a great sense of humor and and a, a love for blood got yeah. together. It's yeah. yeah. Basically, it's uh, the guy that created the comic is Garth Ennis, who also did a, a bunch of Judge Dredd stuff early, and then did pre or uh, Hellblazer, Constantine, and then most recently has gotten uh, a boost with the boys. So he's. He okay. does all these really fucked up comic stories that are very uh, sacrilegious on yeah. many levels, and it, it's ah. just fun. Okay, it's 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 a uh, uh, a Neil Gaiman uh, trauma film. That's the way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's fair. really that's fair. Yeah, and okay. oh my god, there's so much stuff in here where I'm just like, yeah, go, and it it it's <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay. Okay. I I can't. At, oh, so, oh yeah at one point they're torturing the vampire uh by uh circumcising him repeatedly and <laughs> and they're just like piling no, up are all we these still more ridiculous than the star wars description <laughs> at least this has a sense of humor <laughs> yes. you know repeatedly circumcising well, that's the, the thing demons, yeah the preacher at no point really becomes a self-serious thing Whereas Rise of Skywalker tried to be all yeah. solemn about the whole affair, <laughs> and it's like, no, you're doing a space opera, and yeah, fuck you. This is yeah, way that's funnier. that's that's the big difference is that you you to take Star Wars seriously is really to reject culture, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah. so yeah, so of the two, yeah, Preacher definitely uh, knows what it is. That's for and, sure. And the the bald German guy who runs the whole place got his ear shot off, and so he has one of these uh, circumcision skins sewn onto the side of his head to be his new ear. And it's so disgusting, and it's like slowly rotting until it falls off, and oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I I quit halfway (laughs) through the third season when they're in the, the bayou. Oh no! Keep going. Because it, 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 it I just, swear it just got to it be pays too much. Off. Yeah, it got to yeah, be no, too I, much. So where it pays does one off. Watch There's, Preacher if, uh, if you want to see it. Uh, it's on AMC, but it's also on Hulu. Yeah, you can right catch now. it on Hulu. On Hulu. Okay. Yeah. There, okay. Wait. There is a fight scene in this season that. Uh, okay. There's like twelve or fourteen of these, you know, freaky people at a uh, Desaad like orgy, and the preacher is just beating the living fuck out of these people. And they keep coming at him, and he keeps beating him up. And at one point, this is something you've never seen in a fight. Okay, so the camera is seeing through the 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 wall of a hallway, right? So you can see the hallway, side view, as if there was a wall there, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Camera pulls back, and pulls back, and pulls back, and pulls back, so that... There's huge black bars on the top and bottom of your screen and one very long hallway and you see through the side of the whole thing and you see all of these 
people rushing at him and him knocking the fuck out of him. And it's like one shot. And the fight choreography is amazing, but the way they shoot it is the, it's the reason to stick around. That sounds very graphic, like the comic panel might have been. Yeah. Yes. Well, if yeah, you've ever okay. read any Garth Ennis comics, uh, it's a very solid adaptation because he gets it's, really fucked up in his comics. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's. It, but this one moment, it was. It, it actually made me think of uh, Sergio Argonis. I think is how you say his name from Mad Magazine. Oh. Who would uh, put the little cartoons in in between? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nice. Okay, I'm going to have to revisit then and pick up from season three. Okay. Very much good worth it, yes. Cool. Thanks, buddy. All right. Preacher season four, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if I may, I'd like to do just a brief interlude that doesn't really include uh, any media entertainment. Uh, okay. But cue the Stompin' Tom Connors, because I went to the NHL Winter Classic game uh, on New Year's yes. Day. Uh, in the Cotton Bowl uh, in Dallas, Texas, where it was a chilly 54 degrees. Okay, so I stumbled across footage of the Winter Classic a year ago, and it confused me because you have have a regulation-sized hockey rink in the middle of a a football field, and it's like, how can anybody in the stands see a fucking thing? Uh, it's like, not as difficult as you would think, but they do supply a jumbotron. So really, you can okay. watch it on TV if you can't follow. So along. it's like watching it on TV, but being cold. Yeah, basically, it's being like being in an arena, but like every seat is way up high, and you're looking down on the on the thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, there's like all kinds. Why of- don't they hold this thing in a hockey arena? <laughs> <laughs> well, because here's the thing: uh, this was the second highest attended Winter Classic I think they've ever had. Uh, I think the total attendance was like eighty five thousand six hundred thirty people, yeah, and that's why. Uh, yeah. Which is second only to the, I think the one in 2014. I think was in Michigan. It was like one hundred five thousand something. Uh, when they started this thing, because it was the Dallas Stars and Nashville Predators, uh, they only thought they could do about 65,000 and the ticket sold so fast that they basically bumped it until they got to the capacity crowd of 85,000. Wow. It was crazy. It was nuts. It was asshole to elbow, drunk people in jerseys everywhere. Uh, it was Sounds just like assholes to assholes to yeah, assholes. It was just like- crazy. Uh, <laughs> but it's all the winter classic is all about the spectacle, not the game. And so basically the hosting team gets to do whatever cliche version of their city everyone would know. And so this was in Dallas, Texas, so they played up all the bullshit country cowboy western crap. Did they actually play the theme to Dallas? Uh, I did not hear it there, (laughs) but apparently when NBC was doing the broadcast, when they did cutaways, they would play the Dallas theme. Yes. So it was in there. Uh, But during breaks in the gameplay and intermission, they had like mutton wrangling where little kids would like ride sheep. They had people doing like lassos on big longhorns. Uh, They had pig races uh, and then on one end they had like a mechanical bowl and someone would get up and do their thing. None uh, of these things are strong arguments to not mess with Texas. No, that's all, no. That's just stupid. It's yeah. Literally like every dumb thing that people think Texas is, that's what they did. I mean, it was just <laughs> what in the fuck? And then for the, <laughs> in the entertainment break, uh, like the first intermission was this band called Midland, 
which apparently is like a big up and coming big deal country, whatever. And they were okay. They kind of had a, a Garth Brooks like like eighties country feel. So they were Brooks and Dunny, that kind of thing. They, I don't know. I don't know that much about country music, but they're all right. Uh, the second act was called Dan and Shay, which were these two guys that get up and then they do these like mid-tempo soft numbers. I'm like, you're playing for 85,000 people at a rowdy hockey game and you're going to do like a ballad? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you two? <laughs> uh, but people were singing along. I was like, what? Uh, and then the instead of blasting all of the 70s rock like arenas normally do, they had a local cover band called the 8-Tracks. And they were playing like Ario Speedwagon <laughs> and Sticks and uh, Cheap Trick. And the thing is, they were really good. They were so good at it. Like they were playing like Wayward Son by Kansas. And my wife and I are like just sitting in the stands, like looking at all of the other stuff. And we're like, is that piped in? Oh, no, wait, that's the cover band. Oh, fuck. I thought it was really Kansas. I mean, I, it was I'm just, like. I'm just going to point this out. The 1970s are to the 2020s as the 1930s. We're to the 80s. Yes. So, so this is like going to the Winter Classic in the 80s and hearing <laughs> yeah. like ragtime. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it was, uh, <laughs> it was really dumb, but it was fun. I'm glad we did it. Uh, a couple of firsts. It was the, it's the southernmost winter, winter Classic they've ever had now. Uh, and it also had the uh, illustrious distinction of being the first ever Winter Classic where a player got ejected. Uh, and that happened in like the first like two minutes. Nice. I'm sorry, but can yeah. they eject him like with a catapult? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing that's funny is because it's not an arena because the rink is like in the middle of a football field and all the players, when you come in, they have to walk like 200 yards or whatever from the, the tunnel. So he had to literally do the longest walk of shame that they've ever had in a national on hockey skates? game. Yeah, on skates. A- a- across grass on skates? <laughs> no, they put like a platform oh. thing out, whatever. <laughs> so yeah. So it was wow. it was goofy, it was ridiculous. Dallas Stars prevailed uh, like four to one or something uh, and it was a lot of fun. So there you have it. So yeah, I watched some hockey. All right. Happy New Year. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay, Brian, you're next. Yeah. What one of okay. 5,000 things are you going to talk about? I, yeah, I have so much shit. All right, do you want the movie that was bad that everybody thinks is bad or the movie that was bad that everybody thinks is good? Are they both cats? No. Okay. But one then, of them is cats. Yeah. And since you said it, that now we're in. That's the movie that's <laughs> bad that everybody thinks is bad. <laughs> yep. All right, so... No, that's the movie that everyone knew was going to be bad, yes. except the people who made it. That's what's really funny. Yeah. It lost like $100 million. It's so they ridiculous. Had, they cut back on the marketing budget once they realized, ooh, we really made a stinker. But they thought that they had a winner. <laughs> I like the fact I read, that- I read an interview with a, a former art director for Nine Inch Nails who went to see it on Mushrooms, and he was like, this was a big mistake because I could feel the CGI fur itching my skin, and they're all evil <laughs> yeah i like the fact trip. that i like that you were drunk uh well, when you went to see yeah so we go we go to the bar before the movie and i say to the server i'm like i need the drink that's gonna get me messed up enough that i can tolerate cats and so she brought me a long island at which point <laughs> i had two 
Yeah, here's the beverage with the most liquor in it. (laughs) Yes. So I was well and truly fucked up for cats because, of course, I'm in Arizona, and that was my my best legal inebriation option. Yeah. Um, So I'm drunk off my butt, and I'm here to report that for my science experiment, no amount of alcohol can improve cats. That's shocking. I know this to be true, okay, because... The trailer for Trolls 2 in front of Cats was awesome while I was that drunk. But it was the trailer for Trolls 2. Cats, right. however, uh, just fucking sucks. Yeah, I think um, that's all you need to say. I nah. I work with a guy that has... He, he's younger. He's about 30. And he grew up watching Cats on video. And I guess he did a, a trip when he was a kid to London and they saw it on the West End. Uh, and so he's fond of it. And... Even days sure. after he saw the movie, he's like, "I'm still trying to wrap my head around it." So I'm yeah. not going to talk but, about see, it. That's the thing. That's the thing I want. That's the thing I wanted to point out, which is Cats was a phenomenon, certainly not because of its story, and clearly not because of the songs or the lyrics, which yeah. retroactively make you hate the Mannheim Steamroller even more. Um, <laughs> the the thing is that it's a big energetic show with live singing and dancing, right? And so it's just spectacle and spectacle. But all of that is undercut by two things. One, the audio mix, which is just incomprehensively shit. Um, (laughs) But also, when when your whole thing is singing and dancing, right, you want to see great singing and dancing. And... The fact of the matter is that you've got this guy doing a tap routine, and his tap routine is, first of all, edited. It's not big, long takes. And two, it doesn't matter because the set is clearly not reality. He's dancing on a railway in a CG environment you know, that is scaled larger than him so that it looks like he's cat-sized, and also he's a CG character. Yeah, so, with I mean, hands. It's, it's like trying to be impressed by the tap dancing of Heckle and Jekyll, right? <laughs> it, it's... It, it's not going to impress you I as think a dancing. The thing. best blurb that I read about it basically said that Cats, the musical on Broadway, was all about the dancing and you would get the scope on stage, right. whereas Cats, the movie, is all about singing faces. And it's like, it's like it totally ruins the entire experience when you take <laughs> it out of the, the theater into a movie room because they just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, Taylor Swift comes in for one song, which is the new song, which was supposed to be their Oscar play for best new song. It's the second best song in the movie. It's also terrible. They've suspended their Oscar campaign for this movie because they know it's shit. Yeah, at least they had Um, sense. Yeah, Cats is not even worth hate watching. It's not even worth drunk watching. I don't know how. Apparently, mushrooms aren't good for it, according to the Nine Inch Nails guys. So I would say just don't. I I want to see it get Rocky Horde though. That's, That's what I want exactly to see. That's exactly what yeah. I was going to no, say. No, it, it's <laughs> yeah. not. It doesn't even have. There's like one scene that has the potential for that, which is the Rebel Wilson unzipping her skin and stepping out of her okay. skin a couple times. And there's this the cockroaches with human faces and the rats with human faces, and they're all scaled to different sizes. Like maybe that. But uh, no, no, I mean, because it, it happened for a while with Showgirls too. That was also an irredeemably bad film that you could make fun of. I, I I think you could do that. I like uh, that. Uh, yeah. I, I like that there is has never been a story for cats. It has always been just like uh, like a weird vaudeville show of you know like 
asininery and <laughs> ending with the song Memory, yeah. you know? I, I still refer everybody to the last season of Kimmy Schmidt where there's a mm-hmm. plot line that just says Cats is not an actual musical. It's just people show up to the theater dressed as cats and bum rush the stage and make up bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Nuff said. Nuff said. <laughs> what was your good movie? Interesting tie-in, though, that Buddy, Betty Buckley uh, was the cat that originally did Memory. Sang memory in yeah. 1982, and Betty Buckley is also the villain in season three of Preacher. She is. Hmm. And she was touring in Hello Dolly, but I got food poisoning and left. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> so the movie that everybody says is good that I didn't like, um, Uncut Gems, starring Adam Sandler. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? Bits of it. Bits of it. The whole movie is that. Um, kind of had a feeling. Yeah, it's just every single character is unlikable. Yeah. Like, and I get it. They're going for freneticism and tension, and mostly it's just irritating. It's just <laughs> it's just characters talking over each other and being selfish dicks. Um, but yeah. are there are there jokes about poop? No. No. Okay. There's no. It's not that kind of Adam Sandler movie. Okay. But it would be great to see in the outtakes reel, Oh, I got a gold necklace. (laughs) No, Adam, we're not doing that. (laughs) Adam Sandler is getting credit from critics for not being that. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Well, he only has to do one of those like every five or six years and people like give him credit. But then they forget that he'll go on to do five or six years more of that direct that he does for Netflix. (laughs) you know it's like it's like they just forget it's like no i'm not gonna see anything that he's in because of all of that other shit so yeah it's criminally bad yeah yeah Yeah. the closest thing they have to a sympathetic character is undermined by the fact that they cast edina menzel as that character and so you kind of instantly hate her okay and yeah it yeah i don't know why this movie is getting so much hubbub it's it's just irritating uh Okay. Yeah, right. I'm going to pass. Missed yeah, it. Yeah, same here. As people say. I wasn't really <laughs> into it in the first place. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, okay. it's it's kind of a, dr- a dire Christmas season for movies, so I tried to go to the one that had good reviews, and uh, shows uh, how that worked out. You should have watched more TV. Yeah. Yeah, I've, Although, got, I've got one that, that's good. Got? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I, I kind of poo-pooed the idea when it first came up, but I had time to kill, so I watched all of uh, season one and now season two of Jack Ryan on Amazon. Oh, okay. I keep uh, really? on that one, but I never it's, pulled the trigger. I uh, How can I put this? It is very not bad. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, I can see it, that. I can see that. Yeah. It's like, let's, 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 let's look at the Tom Clancy sort of... Uh, uh, boys romance genre uh, and, 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 and and we all know Hunt for Red October is at the top of that right yes. I mean it's just you don't mm-hmm. beat that this doesn't come anywhere near that but every every episode ends with a boom right it follows the Joel Silver rule that you have to have a whammo um, it, it, it is paced properly it isn't written stupidly but it doesn't have the same kind of, um, I don't know, 
gravitas is a shit word um <laughs> okay yeah it, so it doesn't it doesn't have that mojo that homeland has but okay. it, it it's basically homeland but with like a lot more you know uh, action. <laughs> All I'm hearing is so Eric Reed of Magnificent Huge Podcast says it's incredibly not bad, but yeah. almost <laughs> sort of maybe good. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's sort a of fun like watch. all the movies of 2019 were for me. Is like, eh, yeah, it's yeah, a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a TV show. So is it is it set in modern times or is it Jack Ryan of the 80s? Like it is what, modern Jack, times. Okay. They reboot yeah. him again. Uh, he he is an analyst again who basically becomes an intelligence officer. I mean, I don't remember the switch, but yeah, he's he's a full intelligence officer. And um, Admiral Greer is still his boss, but Admiral Greer is now a Muslim. I think they threw that in there so that they could say, no, we're not anti-Muslim with all these Muslim terrorists. Look, our lead is a Muslim. Okay, so, uh, so, so are, are, go ahead. So this is a reboot. So basically the only actor to play Jack Ryan as Jack Ryan has been Harrison Ford. Alec Baldwin. No, he was the, yeah. he was, he was the analyst guy. Like Harrison Ford took over for Alec Baldwin. And so he's the only one that had the established backstory, right? Everyone else apparently, cause Ben Affleck and now. Krasinski. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Cause it's all reboots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Same thing. Um, See, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They they kind of uh, once again. He's a former marine. Once again, he had a traumatic helicopter accident. It's like they leave in the major milestones, but then they retcon some things. Do um, they do interesting things with like the surveillance state and you know oh, the Brian. speed of communications and like no, because this is a thing. Like <laughs> spy stuff has not. I haven't seen a lot of compelling spy stuff with modern technology. Like everybody yeah. keeps doing stuff set in the Cold War because the technology was so much more interesting from a cinematic. And so I'm interested in somebody tackling a modern That's, technology spy thriller and getting there. That is actually a really great point. Yes, they do. Uh, the Jack Ryan's big um, strength is that he's a financial analyst, which is part of the original Jack Ryan from the books. And so a lot of this is finding bad guys and what they're about to do through their financial records. Okay. Which involves a whole lot of computers. Uh, there's also season two is sort of a retelling of um, not Patriot games, but the one, the one in South America. Clear and present danger. Yeah. Clear and present danger. That's my only, favorite book. Only it's, it's now it's Argentina. Um, my favorite no, fancy no. book. Not Argentina. What's the one that just had the riots? Um, oh, damn it. I can't believe Venezuela? it. It's all Venezuela. Uh, they give a great explanation as to why, because of the resources that are in Venezuela. Um, and it's the same thing with a team that is in country that is being hunted. Uh, and all the, all of your, your, the technology you would expect to be used is. Right. Okay. So it's not like it's not the same thing of, you know, they are somewhere in the jungle and, you know, we're going to tell you what their position is because you've blackmailed us. No, we're, we're going to find them through like pinging and satellites and shit. And it's yeah, yeah that's, they don't. That's the thing they about modern tech that. is like ticking clocks and nowhere to hide and covert communications are a lot harder to pull off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's really good. Is um it is it better than preacher 
course no yeah no no because preacher's (laughs) exceptional and this is just exceedingly not bad (laughs) 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 wow chris Chris, do you have anything that that is also not bad uh i do actually and i don't know if either of you have seen it uh but i gotta tell you the witcher on netflix is so goddamn entertaining I haven't pulled the trigger on that yet. It really is because it is so ridiculous and it knows it. (laughs) Like everybody's whining about how it's not Game of Thrones. Like that's the fucking point. Game of Thrones was a video game. Well, and a series of short stories. Yeah. Uh, Games are based off of books. Yeah. Show is based off of both, I guess. Yeah. But it's just got this crazy. Like, remember when we did the show on the 80s Sword and Sorcery? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of got that vibe. Sorceress is on uh, Amazon Prime Video now. I need to oh, go watch that. Yeah, oh, you really do. You really do. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, basically, it's it's just it follows this think, guy called Geralt of Rivia, who's played by Henry Cavill, and he looks like a just a beefy Legolas is the only way I can describe him. Yeah, that's how he looks he's in just, the games. He looks he's very just, much like the guy in the games. Yeah, because he's got like the silver mane of hair, and he looks like Legolas if Legolas lifted weights. I mean, it's just the weirdest <laughs> thing. Uh, and he's like a monster hunter, and apparently through the show, the backstory is that these witchers are a dying breed, but they basically just change their DNA through magic and make them more impenetrable to monsters, blah, blah, blah. So he's a very gruff loner type, uh, and that's like his story is sort of the flow through. He's like the Conan of this world. And then there's like kingdoms here and there that are falling and rebuilding, and then they're being overwhelmed by this rampaging horde that's trying to take over the entire world. Uh, And then there's a princess who gets uh, loosed from her family after a siege, and they're kingdom falls and then so she's like got her thread and then eventually she's gonna make her way to henry cavill and then there's another story arc with the sorceress but the way they set it up is all the timelines are jumbled but they don't give you any hint of that they just throw these stories in so you think that they're happening simultaneously and then Mm. as like the episodes continue by the third or fourth you start to realize that they're out of sync and then by the end of the series, the eight show run, they kind of click everything into the one linear story arc, and it really fucking works. I gotta tell you, Watchmen ya, I, on HBO did some of that. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's, it's a very asymmetrical story arc, and I dug it. But everybody online apparently just freaked out because they're like, "I don't understand what's going on," and "Fuck you," and blah blah. blah. But it's like they didn't have the patience or the time to just watch it all sort of circle in and then click into place. It's like people are so conditioned to this Game of Thrones just linear narrative bullshit that they just don't have any patience for something that's just slightly more challenging. It's weird. And it's funny because this show is not a challenge. It's just fluff. It's entertainment. It's like (laughs) Xena the Warrior Princess. It is just gratuitous violence and nudity all over the fucking place. There's profanity. It's just great. It's like Brian would call it brain garbage, and I <laughs> loved it. And I loved it. Uh, I got to tell you. And in the middle of it, he hooks up with this bard who basically is like his carnival barker, who writes songs about him, Geralt of Rivia. And so there's this earwig that comes in about second or third episode called "Toss a Coin to Your Witcher" that's just going nuts on the internet like they've got like (laughs) multiple metal covers now of this song (laughs) 
Someone made a chart for Beat Saber for that song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's amazing. Uh, and then, you know, the whole sorceress thing. So there's like the big battle at the end. Uh, they do actually have some stakes, but I just like the way that it's put together. But the showrunner, uh, I can't remember her name, uh, like Lauren Schmidt Hissrick or something, but she most recently has written for Daredevil and Umbrella Academy. Uh, okay. So she's got a pedigree for these kinds of fun shows. Uh, yeah, knows how to it, do the streaming binge-watchy yeah. thing. Yeah, so it's fun. But Henry Cavill is just enjoyable to watch because he's just gruff. He doesn't say much. Uh, he does a lot of grunting. And his catchphrase, believe it or not, his catchphrase is just the word fuck. So anytime something happens, <laughs> he just goes fuck and so you can you can go online and watch mashups of all the times he says fuck <laughs> i was hoping hilarious. you were gonna say his catchphrase was you've been witchered <laughs> wouldn't that be something wouldn't that yeah so yeah it's a it's a fun show i think it's the highest rated netflix show of the year and it's only been out for like three weeks wow i mean it's just how, how long is each episode Ah, like 40 minutes to an hour-ish. Okay, yeah, because I don't want to sit through like an eternity of this stuff. Oh, no, no. It's fun. Yeah, I you got like, to get through Preacher first. Yeah. But if, <laughs> but if you watch Witcher, uh, watch through the third episode, and then if you're not into it, then just, you know, I don't care. You can abandon it. But the, by the third episode, the narrative arcs start to kind of click, and it starts to make a little bit more sense and then it's just fun but overall the show does not take itself very seriously and that's to its credit so it's a good time it's a romp hmm. so yeah the witcher you've right. been witched <laughs> you've been, you've witched. been sorry you've been witchered <laughs> uh, yeah exactly. uh, wow uh, uh, I, I got um, one thing I, everything I've been talking about I didn't like um, yeah. I'm going to talk about something I did like. Thank God. But I don't think you would like it. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> Are you talking to me or to Eric or to both, both of, of you? Okay. Uh, I don't think we know either Eric of you like it. would care or... <laughs> yeah, no. You definitely wouldn't like SpongeBob musical live on stage. Um, Ooh, that's weird. Like I, like, I I, randomly ran into a an episode of SpongeBob, but they did it as a live action where the voice actors like Tom Kinney, uh, were, oh, really? act, were playing like actual people, but they were still playing the characters. It was weird. It was weird. So I imagine <laughs> so, that's what the, the show is the, like. The SpongeBob musical was on Broadway. Um, and now it's touring and this was aired on, on Nickelodeon. They did a, a performance with the original Broadway cast mostly um and they they filmed it and put it on on TV and so I watched uh well someone puts it to Netflix so I, or or to YouTube so I watched that but um better than cats all, much better than cats <laughs> okay. so you much see it better again than and again <laughs> yeah I loved it it was much better than cats I'm going to yeah um the, uh, <laughs> so the the thing about the show, first of all, all of the songs are written by different like popular artists. So like, there's one song called "A Simple Sponge" that was written by Panic at the Disco, and yeah. it's a fun it's a fun staged thing. And it and it it's this weird combination of high tech the, theatrics and really lo fi stuff. So all the characters are just people. SpongeBob's wearing a yellow shirt. He's wearing SpongeBob's outfit. 
and he certainly has SpongeBob's personality, but you don't try to make him look like a sponge, but he's a sponge. The song is a sp simple sponge. In the background, you've got all these dancers holding big yellow sponges and making different shapes and moving them around, and they're, and they're hit with a black light, which makes well, it cool to, looking. To be fair, when they did the show Cats, those aren't actual cats. Oh, cast, well, so. that explains some things. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, like, there's one character in the SpongeBob cartoon show that's a squirrel who lives underwater in a scuba outfit. As one and does. The way they represent that character is they just have an African-American woman with a big old fro. Uh, and that fro is supposed to be her bubble helmet. But also, it allows them to make like comments about racism because she doesn't belong underwater. She's a squirrel. And also, she's the only black character. Um, okay. That, yeah. <laughs> that seems... It's... It's not a deep show at all. It's just okay. a show for for millennials who liked SpongeBob. Who like, hey millennials, please come to the theater. Except you know you can't afford the tickets. Uh, um, I do have uh, an an addition to this, a sort of a, a sideways uh, connector, if you will. Once you're okay. ready. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll get there. I just I just want to call out. It's also it's also its big message is it's about global warming okay. and about um, being like critical of the government and the media and everyone else and just not dealing with it. Um, the best part of it though, by far is the way they've made the character of Squidward, which I don't know if you've ever seen SpongeBob at all. Oh, Brian. Um, <laughs> so I've seen it. Squidward. Uh, the thing, the thing about him is he has four legs and the way they've implemented this is they've built a costume that has two fake legs that go down the back of the actor's legs and two fake shoes on the back of his shoes. The shoes are attached, the hips are attached. When he bends his knee, the other legs bend backwards in the other direction. And it's it totally works as a four-legged character. And Squidward gets a big tap-dancing number with that crazy costume to a song <laughs> written by They Might Be Giants called I'm Not a Loser, Yay. which is awesome. <laughs> Play the clip. Play the clip. <laughs> they yep. don't not like me at all. I don't not leave the house. Cause I don't not prefer to stay at home. I don't stink. I'm not a waste. I'm not all alone in thinking that I am not all alone. Secretly hate yourself You're not singing this to no one It's not the case that no one cares okay. You're not a failure You don't not have talent When others see you They can't see the nobody That isn't there I'm not a loser Okay, so Spongebob musical uh, Yeah, actually a lot of fun totally ca zero calories it's all sugar you know no no seriousness high, at all high fiber low calorie yeah and make where does, shit where does one find this again um the spongebob musical live on stage was broadcast on nickelodeon presumably if you've got some kind of subscription you can find that otherwise there's pirate versions on youtube which we do not condone <laughs> or, or at least do we? we do not upload personally. Well, that reminds me of, uh, have either of you seen the new thing on Netflix uh, from John Mulaney? 
John Mulaney and, yes, the, and the sack lunch the sack punch. Sack lunch that thing is fucking great. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh it was my fucking God. amazing. It's basically like a kid's show done for drunk children. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's not like they're making fun of the kids. The kids are pretty much like as sharp as anyone yeah. on the show. Yeah. Like like the what's the musical number about uh the the kid singing about how nobody likes grandma's new boyfriend? Oh, yeah, it's this yeah. old guy who lives in their house yeah. now. <laughs> grandma's boyfriend Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, and then there's like a whole song, a little girl who's at the party and uh wants to perform in front of all her mom's friends and then they all ignore her. So she sings a song called pay attention. And then David Byrne shows up to sing with her. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what in the fuck is going I have on? To check this out. And it it's so awesome. Yeah, basically, it's the at the beginning. Mulaney sets it up. The like sitting with the kids, like it's a regular show uh, for children, and then the kids go. So, John, what's the show about? Like, what are you hoping to achieve with this? And he's like, well, I don't know what you mean. He's like, Are you trying to be ironic or are you trying to be real? He's like, well, That's a very good question. And then they go into the moral of the thing. He's like, We're gonna do it, and if people seem to like it. We're going to say, yeah, we really had fun doing it. And it was a very honest integrity thing. Uh, and if they don't like it, we're going to go, we were just being ironic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you remember, and I know you guys barely will barely remember this, and like our parents probably won't remember this, but in the 70s, there was a special called Free to Be You, you and, and Me, me. with yes. Alan Alda and, yeah, uh, Margot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's that. Only it's making fun of that. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to, to classify because that took itself very seriously with its messages. Yeah. And here the message is everything that's important is kind of stupid. Yeah. And I love that. And the, there's yeah. a whole in memoriam of the puppeteer who plays the, the their version of Big Bird. Yeah. Googie. And yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the kids are like, wait, he's, if, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do like do an, a memoriam again for another guy and they're like well he died too no no he went on vacation but it's the same thing as the in memoriam oh well we have this on file for everybody here yeah. you want to see your in memoriam <laughs> no! and they should do one for one of the kids yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah the, and then you stick around to the end because jake gyllenhaal shows up and he is fucking amazing <laughs> he is so is this a series or is this just like a it's special just a, it's just a one-off special yeah, yeah i gotta and, watch this thing yeah it is so amazing so yeah check that so, out but so i think the thing that we've learned this week is that i should stop going to movie theaters and everything that's good is on like netflix at this point also everything yeah, yeah, bad yeah. is on netflix <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, one i yeah. saw this is a a film that i really highly recommend you try to watch but 
by no means do I expect you to finish it. I didn't. It's called Six Underground. <laughs> oh, God, oh, it's the shit. Michael Bay bullshit. Oh, yeah, no, the no, Michael no, Bay movie. No. And this is like a, a, a masterclass in how to not tell a story. It is all flash, <laughs> and it goes nowhere. And I'm watching this thing start with a car chase, and I'm thinking, okay, no, good for him. You start in action. You don't, you, you right. just jump right into yeah. it. Pull a lethal weapon. And this, start, this, start this car chase does not end it keeps going and it keeps going and we're not learning anything and who cares and some some impossible car shit happens in Florence and then some more does and 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 Ryan Reynolds does his quippy kind of thing a lot and you know it's very Deadpool Michael, in that way but uh, it's much whinier Michael and then Payne. and then a, a a a parkour guy shows up as one of these people who's helping they're in a car chase and they're getting help from a parkour guy who's uh, jumping on stuff i'm like is what? he jumping Fuck on you. the moving cars one yes in slow motion yes during the magic hour uh-huh with explosions it blows up michael bay yeah all right so it's like i'm oh. i'm starting to really understand eric his reaction at the beginning of the show when we were talking about Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I really get, I get it now. I really apologize to you, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got you got to see it just to go, wow, shit can go this bad. And yeah. you know it's it was entirely a Hey, we're Netflix. Do you have anything you can make for us? Well, I only make big deal movies. Well, do you have any bad ideas? Yeah, oh, we're Netflix. Yeah, we have all me, the let money. Let me dig into that folder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so Michael Bay you, Michael has Bay. been bludgeoning his audience for hours on end since Transformers 2 at least, right? Like, I mean, all uh, of his movies have been f- exercises in masochism. Yeah, yeah, because Bad Boys 2, that was, that was a masterpiece of work. I, that I, was amazing. I saw Bad Boys at the Dollar Theaters, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I saw The Rock, based on the strength of Sean Connery in the lead, and I walked out angry, and I have never <laughs> watched another one of his movies in the theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only watched it because, frankly, it was 2 in the morning, and they kept showing me the ad, and I was like, really, Netflix? All right, you. fuck you. I'll, t- you. I'll, yeah, I'll rise to that challenge. And <laughs> I they, pay they more they for a version of Netflix down. that doesn't autoplay the fucking ads? Can I, like, Oh, thank you, yes. Off? Really? Agreed. Where's, where's that feature? Uh, I, just scanning through things, trying to find something to watch, I end up scanning to the next thing very quickly just so it won't start. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. We've all been there. We've yeah. all been there. Okay. I think I think we could probably close on uh, yep. Rick and Morty, no? Oh. Oh. Rick and Morty. We can. Wait, Rick and Morty is out. Yeah. Did you watch it yet? I've been watching it, yeah. It's... Did, really good, of course. Have you uh, seen the uh, the Heist Planet episode? Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that's so great. Yeah, because on on uh, Harmon Town, I remember him bitching about uh, now you see it, now you see them yeah. too, and him just going on a a shit tirade about yeah. basically heist movies. So that was a pleasure. Have you seen any of these yet, Brian? I'm I'm still derelict, but go ahead. Uh, have at it. Well, we won't spoil anything for you, but basically the the strongest episode of the season so far it all deals with them doing heists, uh, but it's all predicated on the whole idea of Dan Harmon thinking that heist movies are bullshit. <laughs> and so yeah. to emphasize that point, they do a whole show about heists. 
that is a heist. <laughs> that is a and heist. And then there's like a twist, and it turns out, no, that's I planned this in the heist. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that was part of the thing. And it's like it goes further and further back into yeah. the episode. And it's so to ridiculous, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. I like it. There's there's also a nice uh moment in I can't remember which episode where um like like these these killer snakes, the snake planet comes to uh <laughs> yeah, they totally, exact revenge on Earth. Yeah. And, they totally make uh, fun of Terminator movies in that one. It's amazing. Yeah. But what's what's great is that uh, uh Rick's daughter, uh Morty's mom, um Beth. Beth you realize that the lesson from last season has stuck. You know, the whole idea that, that she is now bonded with her father because she doesn't question anything now. She's like right mm. in there grabbing yeah. guns and killing snakes. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, these characters are developing. This yeah. is great. I, well, the best- I, I read somewhere that the season they were trying to invert things because they were upset with their own fandom being a bunch of toxic assholes who were like oh good i want to be rick and yeah. they're like no you shouldn't want to be rick that was well that's just you know, they, 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 the whole point they addressed that in the uh the first episode where they basically uh rick bounces through dimensions as versions of himself uh and everyone winds up being a totally fascist yeah <laughs> empire yeah. regime Why, when did when did Nazi become a default? Yeah. So yeah, they really do a flip you to the the toxic crowd. It's good. Well, yeah. Pickle Rick was supposed to be a fuck you to that crowd, but they all were like, "Yeah, yeah. I want to turn myself into a pickle, motherfucker." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So this season so far is really strong. I'm enjoying it. So thank God. Whew. Yeah. Uh, get yourself some Szechuan sauce and sit down for some Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, and, and, just, and sit down and come back for the podcast next week. I've I've got like another show's worth of this shit, but yeah. we're gonna just sprinkle it I'm, into the future because we've been yeah. going on long enough. I'll uh, I'll cut off there because I do have my Disney Plus challenge that I'm encountering as well. So oh, uh, that's right. I forward. gave you one. I gave <laughs> you, you did one to watch. Yeah, so and we can do that next round. Uh, let's, but let's something to look forward to, to. Let's look forward to that one. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> um Hit us up. Go to our website, maghuge.com, where you find all of our old episodes. Uh, share the podcast. Rate the podcast on iTunes and all that junk. Uh, you can find uh, us on Twitter. We're at maghuge. That's M-A-G-H-U-G-E. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can email magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com and subscribe to the podcast because uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff like yeah. we've been doing for a while. And, and if there's one thing, one message we'd like to get across to you, read a book. <laughs> really, go outside, do something, <laughs> but realize that we're better than cats, and you'll listen to us again and again. <laughs>